0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish.
1: Hello, and thanks for joining us for another Flying Solo podcast, the show for those going it alone in business. My name is Robert Gerrish, and this episode is part of a special Success Essentials series brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Business Connect programme. In this five part series, followed by a community webinar, our expert guests bring you essential strategies, tools, and ideas to start or grow your business. And if your business is in New South Wales, Business Connect gives you access to personalised business advisory services, skills training and business events. And your first four hours of one-to-one business advice are totally free. To find out more, just Google Business Connect NSW or visit industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash now, it's OK, as they say, let's get this party started. So today on the show, I'm really pleased to have Gina Baldassari, who is editor of Startup Daily, Australia's leading startup publication, with an audience of over 100,000 entrepreneurs. And we're going to look at startup essentials, those foundations that we simply must have in place if we're going to get off on the right foot. Hey Gina, thank you so much for joining us. Well,
0: thank you for having me. That's
1: great. So look, um, let's get this party started as I say. So I guess, this, the, you know, where, where should we start? You know, you, you deal with and come into contact with so many startups. Yes. And you must have seen those that get it right and <laughs> the others, mm-hmm. you know, those that don't. So where do you think we should start? What are the things we really need to have in place?
0: I think the biggest thing, the number one thing, is you're solving a problem for people mm. or you're giving them something that they actually want or need.
1: Yes. Well, and it's interesting, isn't it, because when you say that, it sounds like, well, yes, <laughs> but we know that uh, it's so often missed, miss, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a really interesting one, I think. And I have often seen entrepreneurs who, um, you know, come to me with a pitch and think they'd be a great fit for an article on Startup Daily and they say you know I've got this thing and it evolved out of I had this problem I faced this problem so I decided to come up with a solution for it and I was like okay you've had this problem but did you ask anyone else if they did and um, honestly a lot of people don't actually do that sort of market research or um, customer validation and um, I always I this has stuck in my mind for years it was right. one of the first sort of startup events or conferences I ever went to right. and there were three investors on a panel talking mm-hmm. about what they look for when they you know choose to invest in a startup sure. and someone asked the panel what's the biggest red flag for you when you are taking in a pitch Mm. and so you know to to be able to pitch investors of this caliber means the startup has to be at a certain yeah. level
1: already they've right? already so they, jumped over a few hoops
0: yes yeah, so they're not new they're years. not just a day old that yep. kind of thing you yep. know um, and the investors said um, when I asked them how many potential customers or people they've spoken to and they say none yeah like none yes so you know if you've spoken to no one and you think you have a problem you can get your business to a certain level but yep. after that yes that's where you, you really get hit in the trouble
1: wall. isn't that interesting and it's um you know, uh, and that, I'm guessing that makes good TV. When, yes. You know, when a venture capitalist says to somebody how many people you spoken to, they say no one, you know, camera zooms yeah. in,
0: music changes.
1: <laughs> um, but it's true. It's, yeah. it's, it's so true that, that, that businesses do get too far down the track mm-hmm. without really knowing. And often what I find um, is that people will talk to their nearest and dearest, their yeah. friends and their family. And in my experience with friends and family, they either absolutely love everything you do which is mm-hmm. the most common thing particularly yeah. with mums and dads <laughs> yes. um, or they're completely the reverse you know they just they, they, they just shoot everything down because they're terrified that you're going to start your own business yeah. but regardless of what they say it's not enough is it? It's not enough to talk to friends so we've got to talk to some people okay so, going, so point one very good point mm-hmm. make sure that the problem you're solving is not just your problem yeah. I guess we both agree that Starting with something that is your problem isn't a bad place to be because yeah. you're really, you know, you're feeling it. The expertise
0: it. there as yes, well, yeah. Exactly,
1: the expertise, but we've got to go a bit broader. So let's imagine that we've done that. You know, we've got some validation, we've spoken to a few people, and we're getting some early signals that could be onto something here. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we go next?
0: I then would go to Google uh-huh. and see who else is already trying to solve this problem okay um because again i get a lot of people emailing me and the favorite line that i see a lot is Mm. um we're the first ones to do this no one else is doing this in australia and now i've been at startup daily for three and a half years now so i've seen a lot of businesses um got a lot of emails in that time and so when i see that line i'm like well I have a good memory and I can remember at least two or three mm. that I have written about that do this yep. exact thing yep. and several others that I did not write about because yes. at one point I was like, well, I've written about too many businesses that do this thing now yes. and it's no longer this that unique original. idea of yours has yeah. already been written about three times. Um, and they, you know, don't really Google. And, you know, not to say that you can't compete with other players out sure. there, but if you're trying to take on you know a company like airbnb maybe just understand that airbnb is a huge global company now with Mm. you know billions of dollars in Mm. in venture capital funding behind it to help it further grow and you know uh
1: and billions of dollars thrown at its marketing yeah exactly exactly and
0: an established brand name now as well so just think to yourself is this the right
1: Yes, the you know, right place to go. Yeah, like, right am territory. I
0: realistically
1: yeah.
0: going to be able to compete?
1: Yeah, that's another good point. So, uh, and I think, I don't know, I'd be interested in your opinion on this. If somebody does come along with an idea and they say, no one's ever done this, um, uh, that also sends off, uh, you know, your, your your thought is immediately, <laughs> ever so slightly cynical, is, are you serious? You know, and you have a little look and sure enough, there's a few people that have. But... What do you think about those that that say they've got something totally original and indeed when you Google you find they have got something totally original. Does that necessarily mean that everything's hunky-dory and it's going to be a great success?
0: I think it's a good place to start to know Mm. that you do have something original but then that's when your ability to talk to people Mm. comes into it Um, because I think especially we see at Startup Daily, you know, there's a really big push in this space for kids to learn to code, you know, and they want people to get more expertise in tech and learn to code and everyone needs to learn to code, which is fine, that it it is a a real skill that people should be learning, especially children, you know, to prepare for the jobs of the future. Mm. But you need to be able to communicate as well. Because mm. if you can't explain to someone what your product or service does, then you can't sell it. Yes, then people right. aren't going to buy it. Or if you need to be able to you know, bring on investors, you need to be able to explain it to them when you pitch it to them. Yes. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, isn't it, with something that's completely new is you're not uh, and, and this is something I, I I do drone on a bit too much about, so I'll try not to do it now. but as you end up um, thinking that you're in a position where you can do marketing, whereas in fact, what you need to be doing is educating because yes. people don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah, because i I find that if I send all kind of warning signs to me if somebody comes to, comes if I come across someone something that's totally new, I think well, you know, that's, that's tricky because mm. uh, there's not a lot that is new.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but also it can be quite a hard path to walk, isn't it? If you've got something totally new and you've got to educate a whole yeah. audience on that. Very difficult. But interesting that you still get, or you do get a lot of pitches where obviously people think that that's an important thing. But I think the point you touched on there is is often it's better to do what someone is already doing, but do it better. Yeah than it is to worry about being new all the time,
0: isn't it? Well, I think even if you really do have something new and original, um, I think it still comes back to the fact that you're solving a problem Mm. or giving people something that they want. You're just solving the problem or doing something in a way that people aren't used to yes so it might be
1: the delivery that's new as opposed to the whole business concept
0: yeah i guess like maybe you know podcasting Mm. people would think well what's that again yeah yeah. (laughs) what's a podcast Mm. um you know we've got radio like we don't need a podcast but then someone comes along and says actually you know no like this opens up this whole opportunity to have conversations that you know you can't have on radio because of this reason this reason this reason and you can listen to it on your phone anywhere and you can stream it you don't have to worry about reception so um yeah you're you're still it's something new and original but Mm. it comes back to the fact of like the the delivery and the
1: opportunity yeah Yeah, like it's funny isn't it, when you look at things like you know podcast is not a bad example where you know here we are quite a few years into it really even though it's still being talked about as if it's you know the great new thing yeah. um, but when you're a few years into it and you think h- how could this not have taken off you yeah. know, h- anyway don't get me started there <laughs> alright what about um, you talked a little bit there before about pitching, you know, pitching to venture capitalists. And, mm-hmm. we're, you know, a lot of our listeners uh, are probably never going to pitch to a venture capitalist. But in some ways, I think that uh, in our own very small sort of home-based businesses, um, we're pitching to another form of venture capitalist, and that is our family. Yeah. Because we're saying to them, hey, I would like you to support me because I want to go and sit in that third bedroom <laughs> and start a business. Yeah. So it's kind of similar, you know, the parallels anyway. Um, how important do you think the whole business name uh, you know, is to, to, to the pitch process or to the establishment of a new business? How important is the name?
0: I think in startup world, it can be um, quite important to have a really catchy flashy name that you kind of look at it and you're like I don't understand what this is (laughs) it it doesn't you know it's not very Mm. self-explanatory so people want to learn more Um, but yeah I think it might be a little bit different to the the sort of more small business
1: I suppose it depends a lot on the nature of the business as well doesn't it you know I know a lot of businesses that are looking to sort of scale and grow, they make up names yeah. because then they know they haven't got trademark issues yeah, exactly. because the name doesn't exist. Yeah, but it's, it is it is interesting, and I guess it is. It, it's tricky until, you, you know, if you talk to somebody who's, like, say, you're a writer. Now, imagine if you were back to being a freelance writer, totally by yourself, you know, you you might choose to use your name and who could blame you? Because yeah. It's a lovely name and, it's you know, you build a reputation around your name. Yeah. But um, interesting. So when you see names come across your desk, it's um, you're looking, f- maybe not really looking, but if, if something jumps out as being a bit unusual, then that's that's, yeah. that's quite interesting from yeah. an editorial point of view, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Do you think some names can be just a little bit too clever?
0: Um, yes, mm. there is a thing in startup world. It was a trend a couple of years ago of um, just removing vowels.
1: Yeah, oh yes. Flickr. <laughs>
0: yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? uh, what was um, that? And that becomes, you annoying. know, a kind of yeah, annoying, and then like a sort of ecosystem. When you say ecosystem, the yeah. startup ecosystem, um, you know, a meme. Yeah. You know? Yes. Oh, another. You know, no another vowel. one that's
1: chopped of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it, inter- it is interesting. I'm sure there's. Uh, I'm sure there are people that. Uh, written theses on oh, probably. on the removal of vowels yeah. in startups. Anyway. <laughs> so look, what we, we haven't really touched on on kind of the legal and accounting mm-hmm. side of things, but I mean I guess rather than necessarily going into that in detail, I guess we both agree that uh, certainly, you know, thinking about trademarks, thinking about legal setup, thinking about um, you know, having your accounting handle mm-hmm. are all pretty essential. Yes. Have you come across businesses that have kind of uh, ignored that side of things where it's come back to really bite them I'm not looking for new to name names but is that something you come across where a business has got started and then got into all sorts sorts of trouble because it hasn't set up properly
0: yeah I think startups in particular because they're so focused on the technology and really mm. pursuing growth um, and the tech side can be quite complicated yeah um, they don't pay close enough attention at the start to you know, the the admin yeah. setup of it yes. all. Which is something that I think you really do need to get right. Yeah. Um so to avoid the big headaches that really can yes, come down the line right. if you don't do it at at first.
1: Yeah. This is probably a good point to remind listeners that if you're looking for more in-depth support, practical workshops and business events on this and many other small business topics. Head along to the Business Connect website. Simply go to industry.nsw.gov.au/forward/slash/businessconnect, or search Business Connect NSW. Why don't we have a look at uh, the workplace mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Because I think, again, particularly in startup, um, and uh, you know, I know when you, your vision of startup is, is possibly slightly different to my own mm-hmm. in that. You see startup up in a you know nice big funky space with a lot of people <laughs> more your age I see them as people nudging towards my level of working from a home base so but regardless of whether you're in a home base or you're in a co-working space or wherever um, how essential do you think having a uh, the right workplace is and do you have any observations of that from your experience with startups
0: Yeah definitely I think it's hugely important um, I mean, even when you just go back to the start of you know, if you're coming up with a business and you have to do your your market research or customer validation, find people to speak to. Mm. Being in a co-working space where you might be at your own desk, but you've got someone working on a different business on either side of you. Um, you know, you go to the coffee machine in the kitchen Mm. and you meet all these other people working on different businesses, it's easy to start conversations and get talking about what you're doing and get their thoughts. Um,
1: So having that sense of connection, community, very valuable to a startup scenario. Yeah,
0: and I mean, so I'll be honest, like over the last couple of years that I've been at Startup Daily, there have been so many reports that have come out about the uh, Sydney... New South Wales wider Australian startup ecosystem. Yes. And all of them said, you know, we need to look to places like San Francisco where there's lots of ecosystem density. So mm-hmm. lots of people in the same place. And I was right. like, okay, but you know, like co-working spaces in Sydney are sort of dotted around the C B D. Mm. It's not that hard to get from one to the other. Like it's pretty connected.
1: So you're saying that that's sort of the the message out of San Francisco is more keep them all cluster them all really close together yeah
0: so i i mean i could understand that but i never saw it in practice until uh the new south wales government last year opened the sydney startup hub
1: yeah in
0: wynyard so yeah it brought together four of the biggest co-working spaces in the city in the one building Mm. then innovation new south wales is also based out of there. transport for new south wales has an accelerator based out of there Mm. so there's about Two thousand, two and a half thousand residents working out of this one building on top of Winyard Station.
1: Gosh, it must glow in the dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's actually amazing. Now I go there and I'm like, okay, now I oh, really understand. I've yes, seen it definitely. in practice, and it's just even just walking around Winyard and Barangaroo now, you see, you know, startups are famous for their. Uh, you got the startup T-shirt with your logo on it. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, they're kind of outnumbering the guys in suits mm. now. Yes. Um, and it's just so easy to sort of start a conversation with mm. people. And, um, yeah, I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, but look, I know you—that's you, you, that is terrific. And I guess we both need to bear in mind there'll be a lot of people listening who aren't in that situation. Yes. And who don't want to be in that situation mm. necessarily. And I know with uh, your publication, you developed the whole sort of, uh, what was it called, silicon... Silicon Valley. So yeah, si- no, no, you say your, your own, it's called Silicon Paddock. Oh, yes yes, 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 yes. Silicon yes. Paddock. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah, I hadn't totally forgotten Silicon Valley, but you know, no, I might have done. Um, but, you know, that's where you sort of looked at, uh, and indeed still are, kind of yeah. looking and talking to more rural kind of startups. Mm-hmm. So. Do you observe the same sort of thing going on there, that there are sort of clusters forming regionally and they're good places to be, you reckon?
0: Yeah, there's so many um, regional co-working spaces opening Mm. and they kind of cater to, I mean, I guess, you know, the Sydney Startup Hub is more really like tech startup startup. But these regional co-working spaces are sort of catering more to... Any kind of business that's mm. starting up, so bringing in, you know, the people that might have otherwise been working from the third bedroom at home, yes, you yes. know, giving them just a place to be with other people. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, and I guess the thing is as well there is that, uh, regardless of our location, we can, you know, we can come together. With, yeah. Whether it's through things like the Flying Solo forums mm-hmm. or through your own community that that you have with Startup Daily is we can do this virtually and increasingly we do don't we but um, okay so uh, look I think we've been through a whole a lot of the the kind of the major issues there Um, what I'd like to have a look at maybe is uh, and again you would be more across this than I would in in terms of younger startups how are they maintaining their energy and their motivation because you know it's you hear lots of stories of people working all day and all night and living on pizza and coffee uh, you know I don't believe it's all like that but do you have any observations there of how people are or how they should perhaps how people should make sure they maintain the energy and stay focused on their work
0: yeah, I think that is a really big issue that's coming up in the space right now. There's a lot of talk about, um, you know, the mental health of mm. startup founders and oh, yeah. business owners because it can be quite difficult. So I think it's important to, um, you know, recognise if you might need help or even just there's a lot of um, events out there at the moment and meetups. Mm. Um, To bring you together into a community where you can just talk to other people, um, you know, and kind of hear that you're not alone. There are other people that are, you know, it's it's not. I think we always think like it. It looks like it's overnight success in business, mm, but it's not. Never. So, and when you get talking to other people, like yes. they'll let you in on that yes. as well. Um, so
1: again, you're you're saying lean on the community, yeah. and talk about stuff. That's yeah. what we need to. We need to be open about. And
0: it, you ca- if you can't do it in person, there are so many resources online, like yeah. Flying Solo, yeah, um, or Startup Daily. And there are people who just want to talk to someone, and they'll be so happy yes. to share and. Talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, quite right. And look, and again, you know, we know through for businesses in New South Wales, we've got a, a number of ways we can talk to people again through Business Connect. So, finally, then, final question, my real final, as opposed to that one which is an almost final. Um, the whole notion of changing direction and flipping. You know, we see and hear of businesses that do this. How do you know when it's time to do it?
0: It's a good question.
1: Oh, Matt, it's your turn. A good answer.
0: I think if you kind of see that there's a better opportunity, mm. um, so in startup land we call it a pivot, yep. where you're still sort of working in the same space but just taking a new direction mm. or doing you know something different but yep. better yep. that's going to be a better opportunity. Um, then
1: do you see businesses that are that, I mean, has pivot become trendy? Are people doing it too early?
0: Um, that's an interesting one. I think Australian startups, for the most part that I've seen, are quite willing to sort of um, stick it out for a while. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, like the right time to do it is if you do have a product, you know, out there in market, and you are looking at how your customers or potential customers are using it or not using it and be like well why aren't you? Okay you would use it if we did this instead. Okay well if enough people are telling you that then maybe the that's change. really what you should do.
1: Yes yeah okay Yeah. Okay. so it's actually kind of where we started isn't it? Is it just because we or you know when we emphasise the need to talk to people to find out what problem you solve at the beginning doesn't mean we shouldn't S- yeah. stop talking so We need to be talking all the time and observing what people are doing with our products or our services and, and move if we need to to keep the interest of our market. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well look, um, Gina Baldessari, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Before we leave you, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of the special five-part Success Essential series brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Business Connect programme. To listen to the other episodes and catch our webinar, head to flyingsolo.com.au forward slash businessconnect. And if your business is in New South Wales, Business Connect gives you access to personalised business advisory services, skills training and events, and your first four hours of one-to-one business advice are totally free. To find out more, head to industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash or call 1300 134 359. And, of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. We look forward to catching you again on the Flying Solo podcast.
0: And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes.